Action Park Media. Welcome back to Entertain Her. I am Sarah Sanderson. Hi, guys. Erica Cedeno. Hey, guys. It's July Hanau. It is my birthday month. I am accepting all gifts. I am in receiving <laughs> mode. <laughs> yes. Birthday month. Yes. Happy birthday, Zulai. When is the exact day? March 22nd. Uh, you are and you are invited to my birthday party, which I know you can't attend. Um, but this year I'm celebrating. I'm doing a little something different. I'm doing a little pottery making slash wine slash beautiful oh, little appetizers. So I'm going to make my birthday. It's a beautiful spot here in LA. It's called um, Bitter Root Pottery. It's on a rooftop. It's got beautiful koi ponds and views of the city. And I've got all my girlfriends coming and it's going to be beautiful. I'm excited. It's like the scene from Ghost, right? Yes, exactly. We're going to do that. Except I don't know if we're going to look that sexy because she's like, you know, they've got the lighting and, but we'll try. We're going to try to live up to that. I think that was one of my first, actually, this is a good transition into, uh, into the episode we're going to be getting into, which is about sex scenes in Hollywood. Cause I think that was one of the first sex scenes I ever remember seeing as a child was, was from really? ghost. Yeah. Interesting. How old were you? Right, when so you let's tee up the, let's tee. Oh, wait, whatever. How old what? were you Sarah? When you saw that? I Do mean, I, I want to say seven. I don't remember. Oh I was my young. goodness. Yeah. Sarah's doing the math in her head. So she doesn't age herself. <laughs> I was, I wasn't born yet. I was seeing into the future. I was, I was a fetus. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I was watching it through my mom's stomach. It's interesting you say this though, because there's been some like kissing scenes with my kids and I feel like I, they shouldn't watch it yet. For sure. Aviana's too young. She's four, but Jackson is nine and I don't feel comfortable with him watching that yet. Yeah. You know? It's no, all okay. making, like sexual appetite in kids. It's so early. I mean, they're going to be bombarded with it anyway at school. Like why encourage it at home or why, you know, open up that world at home. So I yes. get that. Yes. Well, we are going to be getting into all of this during this episode of talking about our own personal experiences on, on or behind the camera, in front of the camera, dating the person, being the person that's having to have a sex scene. So we're going to dive into that whole topic and address the you, um, Penn Badley. Am I saying his name right? Penn, is that his name? Penn Badley deciding that he doesn't want his sex scenes on the show you and they listen to him, which is surprising. Um, but before we do that, we're going to get into the wind down and also Aaron is not with us today, but she will be back next week. We promise. Take it away, Kevin Dillon. Get ready for the wind down. Victory. All right. I'm going to go first on the wind down because it is my birthday month and I'm going to just take the spot. I'm going to Miami next week. I'm very excited. Um, I wanted, in addition to work, I'm going to do just a little alone beach poolside sober birthday trip and I am going to go do I'm going to go eat meet with our modern news ad partners so I'm very excited because we're relaunching in May and we are we hired an editor we're doing just a whole new look feel direction on modern news and I'm I'm like elated. So I'm going to go meet with ad partners. I'm also filming an episode. This is really cool of the immigrant archive project. 
And the Immigrant Archive Project is this wonderful project of, you know, compilation of all these amazing interviews of Latino um, actors, politicians, directors, just anybody who's kind of in the entertainment industry or who's made a splash in any other um, in, in, in any other industry. And the cool thing about this is that they are filed at the Library of Congress forever. So Kennedy or Kennedy's kids will be able to go to the Library of Congress and it will be archived there, which I'm very excited about. So I'm going to go to Miami and do that next week and enjoy my birthday there. And I'm excited, guys. Things are happening at Modern Muse. And if you're not following us yet, please do so now. I know the the site and the Instagram page is a little slow right now, but things are going to start revving up here in, in April. And I'm excited to share all that I've been working on behind the scenes with that, including a new swim little, a new swim capsule that we just, um, that we're going to incorporate onto the site. So I'm excited. Go follow us, Modern Muse. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Everything that you keep showing us that you're doing. I'm like, go Zulai. Yes. Thank I you, love Sarah. it. Thank you, my love. I'm and excited. so you're going to be going by yourself to Miami? I'm going by myself, but I'm meeting um, my one of my partners there, and we're going to be um, meeting with some of our the consultant people that are coming on board to help us build this thing out. So that's going to be so fun. And I do remember anyone who's been an avid listener. She talked about for her birthday, she wanted to go to Miami, sit on the beach, have one of those. Oh, you're gonna have to have a mocktail. The yeah, fun that's mocktails. The that's the only thing. My 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 business partner. He's like, why did you choose this month? I'm like, I just, just let it go. I'll be drinking mocktails. We talked about it last episode. I, you know, there's statistically, you know, 50% of people who drink mocktails feel some sort of buzz. So I'm hoping and praying I'll be among those 50%. <laughs> and I got to say from having to stop alcohol when I was pregnant and I don't really have much now because with her nursing, once you don't have it, you kind of like, don't think about it. It's not, it's not a thing when I was, when you're used to having it every night and then you don't have it, you're like, oh man, I wish I could have a glass of wine tonight. But then once you don't have it, it's not really a thought. It's like, eh, I don't need it. Yeah. But Your body gets it just does bring up like, it just, True. It's like the, the energy, the, the culture, but I'll be fine. I'll create yes. my own little culture, subculture of not, no drinking in Miami. Oh, well, happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I finally got to play pickleball. I was so excited. So my mom was here so she could watch. I almost said so she could watch Kennedy. So she could watch Isabella. Um, I went to go play at Jen's house and I played with um, Alex, our friend, and um, Allie and Jen. And Jen is really good. Um, and she doesn't do the mulligan. So it's like if you serve and mess up, that's it. Moving on. And I sucked. I have not played in a long time. And I need to get back on it, but we did not get very much of a workout because it was sort of a hit back and forth a few times and that ball was out. So it wasn't like any good rallies were going on, but it was still fun to be out in the sun getting to play. So I was very excited. Thank you, mom, for watching Isabella. Sorry, Isabella, that you got hungry and I wasn't there. I felt really bad. <laughs> oh, man. I, I want to play, but as soon as this hamstring is good, I am. I, I want to play again. I think we should do a podcast pickleball. Yeah. Ooh. Be Maybe you guys could come out to the there. desert and we can do an episode there and play on the courts there. Can you stay over, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> we have a casita. We have a guest room. We'll have furniture for the most part soon. Oh my gosh. I love that. 
So I'm just excited for the kiddos. They got, you know, I know we've talked about this in the past about the uh, kids being represented in Hollywood with an agency. Um, and I was kind of, I, I I was fine with the print and modeling. The theatrical is for me a different world at this young of, a, of an age. Um, but ever since my Eliella photo shoot that I've been putting out, we have gotten interest from people because they look so cute and they do with COVID now they look for siblings uh, and families to be rep represent represented together. Um, so we've gotten some agencies that were interested in representing Jackson and Aviana. And I finally decided to go with one. So I'm just excited that they will be represented by Zuri. Zuri, the agency here in LA is an amazing agency to be with. They, I mean, they do like huge campaigns. The opportunity is going to be really great there. Uh, they just loved uh, Jackson and Aviana. And I could just tell that they had a like nice little special bond with them. We did reach out to a few others and met with them. But I think this is the one for us. So I'm just excited that that's decided. They're not going to do theatrical to start. It's just going to be print and commercials, which I love. I think that, you know, if I could get pictures of them together as little kids on a on a cool campaign as brother and sister, they asked if I would also do some auditioning with them. So I said, yes. Oh, and love that. Yeah, if I she's coming out of retirement, coming out of retirement, we're going to see you guys in like the most amazing mommy daughter son campaign or maybe commercial like how fun. They actually already submitted us for a target me and Jackson for a target. Oh, so it'll be so fun. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Congratulations, babe. That sounds amazing. I mean, I've not Zuri. I when you told us about it, I went and I did my own little. They're great. They're amazing. Yeah. They're so they're not easy to get with. I submitted Jackson when he was a baby, yeah. and they were never interested. So it's so funny how the Eliella picture is something that I've been wanting to do for so long. My company Eliella.co, right? I did a photo shoot of them nine years later. And that's kind of what got them in the door. Or and those... look who's calling. There you go. There you, you just go. got to get your work out there. Yeah, that's great. Well, congratulations, uh, which is a great segue to now go into the entertainment business and sex scenes in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got pretty triggered by this article that came out, right? Do I? Um, anyone that watches the show, you. Uh, it's a pretty, you know, sexy show and he becomes obsessed with his, um, you know, love interest. There's lots of sex scenes and he decided that he didn't want to do sex scenes anymore. He's happily married and he felt like they just weren't necessary and that he wanted to have in his relationship with his wife. And I think he even, um, I have to look for it, but the wording that he used Fidelity, um, which is absolutely there you go. Insane. So yes. take this away, so, Zulai. So Sarah sent us this article and Erica and I had just very opposing, but not really that opposing of viewpoints. I think my only concern with it was how he worded it. So 
we're actors, right? We get a script and we have agency to say, yes, I'd like to do this job. No, I, I, will, I don't want to do this job. Or you can say, I love this job, but would you consider um, having a nudity clause? Like you can, you have a lot of agency when you receive a script to make decisions based on what you're comfortable with. So my problem is this, or it's not a problem. It's my opinion. And I'm, I, it, this isn't right or wrong. This is, a, this is subjective. It's not, uh, you know, I'm not giving objective um, viewpoints here. This is how I feel. And this is how I view how I approach my work. So when I see something, I'm like, okay, I like this. I'm not sure that for this particular script or the actors involved or the budget that I'm willing to go there. And you make those creative decisions. Now, when you make a decision to be on a network show, on a Netflix network show like you, and you are on the show for multiple seasons, and you've now you've created a certain DNA for the show, and you get married during that show, and then you come back to the writers and producers and say, hey, this doesn't work for me anymore because I'm because it brings up fidelity issues within my marriage. I think that's kind of, it's a selfish position to put. Didn't he say, cause I love my wife or something yeah. like that. No, I think though he was already married or he's been with her since 2017. It didn't happen during the show. I don't, I don't believe so. Kira can, can let us know if that's true or not. But I, I mean, listen, I understand that acting is acting and you take on a role, you take on the role as that, as, as a job and obviously being married to an actor, I know that that's his job. So I have to accept, but it doesn't make it any easier and it doesn't make it comfortable for no, us. It's very uncomfortable for everyone to watch. But you know what? It's, it's so funny because when I say like, oh, it's uncomfortable. People are like, oh, but it, but, but it's so awkward anyways. Like it even, is awkward. Even Matt has told me like, there's a bunch of people watching it's, you know, there's, there's nothing sexy about it, hot and heavy, which I totally understand that, but there still is something that happens in the room. Like you are still you know, kissing somebody else and your body parts are touching and da, da, da. And I get that that's part of the show, but ultimately this is, isn't this his like fourth season? Isn't this season four? So that's, I, that's confusing. The DNA of the show. That's the DNA of the show. So why should the show change or why should he position himself as like, I can't do this now when that's been, that is the, the, the show is very sexually driven. I don't think right. I can't do it. I think he's just saying, can, can it happen less? Can, can we peel back a little bit? Because oh, I, listen, I admire him for it only because I think that he has maybe four years ago, there was something going on that he was fine with doing whatever he's doing. But now four years later, he has a boundary and people change about their opinion on whatever they're, they're playing and their job. Like why, and why, and why, when you have a job in a normal world, you can have a boundary set that's new, but in the world of acting, you can't have a new boundary that's set. Don't you think it's just like a boundary that has changed and evolved within him? Like he's just evolving and the show has to evolve. I mean, there's something to be said there, but I think when we originally talked about it, I felt like we were going more down the road of it being considered a cheating thing. And that's, I think that's fine. Have boundaries. And if there is a problem at home, 
with it, then you address those issues and you ask for like he did. And, you know, and you were like, oh, good for him. I'm like, okay, if that's going to work for his marriage and the show's fine with it, that's fine. But I also, the wording was like, it's cheating and it's, it's, it's not, you're doing a job that you chose to do that you, that you jumped on board to do. And if you are having issues at home with it, then there's some other stuff going on that, that doesn't have anything to do with the show that maybe needs to be dealt with. Maybe there's insecurities, maybe there's just, you know, a communicate communication issues. Listen, I'm not saying that Kevin would love to see me in a sex scene and vice versa, but I doubt very much. So now if there's people hang, if you're hanging out with your co-star repeatedly at nighttime and you're off doing other things that are crossing the line within the boundaries of your relationship, that's completely separate. But when you're on set and you're doing the work that the, the, that, you know, that the script calls for, as long as it's not gratuitous, and then you have those choices initially, when you take the job on, then it's just kind of what it is. And it's, it's hard. And it's also, they're hard to do. I agree with Matt. They're super awkward and not fun and not sexy, but it's hard to convey that to your partner. Who's just watching the movie magic on the other side of that. So I get it. No, I, I agree with the fidelity thing. I don't think that he should call it or it should be a fidelity issue because he did know what he was getting into. And actually I read that she was supporting him too. His wife was supporting his uh, character a thousand percent and said, take the job. I think you should take the job. So I don't think there was any real problem going on at home personally. I don't think so. I think for him, it's just that sometimes you want to evolve. Like for example, just said very- it. you read the thing. It's perfect. It's actually exactly what you're saying. His um, kind of his statement about it is that exactly what you're saying that he's evolved. And also that his, yeah. his um, love interests are a lot younger than him now. Yes. Okay. So do you want to read that then Z? Cause I I'll, I'll then follow up with what I wanted to yeah. say. He wrote, it's not a place of where I've blurred lines. There's just almost nothing I could say with more consecration. The aspect of ho- that aspect of Hollywood has always been very disturbing to me. And that aspect of the job, that mercurial boundary has always been something that I actually don't want to play with at all. He's also now older than his romantic interests on the show. And that didn't used to be the case. So, you know, there's probably some changes that need to happen within that. Honestly, that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't think that it's a fidelity thing. I don't think it's a cheating thing. It's not hard for me and Matt either. Like, I totally understand that's his job. He's got to do what he's got to do. Whatever pays the bills, do it, you know? Right. But I just think like for, like for him, it, there's certain boundaries where you, 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 you can say no nudity, or I don't want to play this or that. And you have that choice. So all of a sudden, if he's evolved four years later, because Matt gets this a lot. I feel like he plays a lot of the time, the sex symbol, the, the guy that has the affair with the other girl, the um, shirtless guy. And he's like, it's all his 12 abs doing that. (laughs) Exactly. Get rid of those abs, babe. Um, But it's like, how can he evolve? How he's like, we were just watching sex life together, you guys. And he was up for a role on that show. And, uh, I get a little uncomfortable. It's not even my husband. It's some random people that I don't know on TV. But when we watch two people going at it, 
having sex, I feel uncomfortable. So can you imagine if it was my husband? Like, I just feel even obviously more uncomfortable, but whatever, we were watching the show and I was feeling a little uncomfortable and he's like, oh, wow. Good thing I didn't get the show. And I was like, why? Because I was thinking he was going to look out for me and be like, cause you would feel very uncomfortable, but it wasn't even that. I was like, why, why do you say that? Cause of me. And he's like, no, honestly, I just, I, I would want to evolve past this. Like, this is what it is. It's just, it's a sex symbol. It is a guy that just takes a shirt off and he, it, he's like, as an now actor. you're talking about character choices and growing as an actor. You I know, think this is what yeah. Penn is feeling probably now four years later, like you can just evolve. That's all I'm saying. But sex is a big part of humanity. Sex is not an age. Like we see people of all ages having sex on but television. See, like, honestly, if you played always the sex symbol, the sex kit in but the trend, but now we're talking about two different things. And that's, I and think, you have to take your shirt off. And yeah. Then yeah. you don't take those roles. And which, I mean, yeah. I've <laughs> never done nudity. I've, I've turned down a bunch of I've turned on a huge studio film because I didn't want to take my shirt off. And you was that a, the right choice? I don't know. I didn't. And you know what? I should have because it was like 12 years ago. They looked damn good, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I remember that actually. Didn't she like blow her, up? Her actress. role models. No, she did not blow up. Uh, <laughs> who was it? Who was, who got it? I don't, I don't remember her name, Um, but no, it would have been a really fun role, but they, uh, yeah, I didn't do it. But no, I mean, that. but that is two different things. That's like what you want to accept or not accept. Because I mean, as women in this industry, I can't tell you how many times I've even gotten in fights with reps because I keep refusing to do nudity. And they're like, this is the last time that you could turn down a nudity role. It's like, excuse me, this is my body. And I can decide when I want to turn down a nudity role. Nudity so has changed. Now, what? Would you do it now? I was just going to say back then versus now, nudity is much more acceptable, especially in television. Cause back then I remember like, remember that show Nip Tuck yeah. that had some sex scenes in it. And I went in for one, I think I went to producers on it and I only went cause my reps were like, you have to go. It's such a good, it's such a good, um, show. Like it's award-winning and I felt really uncomfortable. And my boyfriend at the time, cause he knew I auditioned for it. I didn't get it. Thankfully he watches that show. He was so angry. I came over one day and he's like, look, this is the scene that you would have done. That is like porn. Like he was really upset. And so he wasn't somebody, he wasn't an actor. He's not in the business. He did not understand like having to kiss somebody like any of that. He was very jealous. Um, you know, but, but it, being on the other end of that, I've had, I've had, I haven't had any like raunchy sex scenes I've had to film. I've had, you know, obviously just the normal, makeout scenes that you've had to do. And it is, it is awkward because it's, it's like, it's planned out. You're going to hit your mark here. The camera guy is, you know, right over you there. They yell cut. There's someone, it's not at all romantic. There's no, like, this is fun and sexy. It's, it's almost like a dance that you have to do and you have to hit certain marks. And there's nothing, like, I would say it's more, um, intimate having to make out with someone in an acting class because there isn't a camera in your face and cut and you can actually get lost in the moment on stage versus being on a film set in my experience. Well, you know, Kira, our producer was broken. Somebody broke up with her for kissing someone <laughs> on stage. Kira, you have to just come on and, and just Kira, tell come story. tell us she's lost her voice, but she's going to tell us a short story. I just don't have a voice. So you'll have to accept my very sexy. You sound sexy. Oh, yeah, thank you. Sexy, yes. <laughs> 
yeah, I think it's, it's not nearly as intimate as people think it is. And in college, I had to kiss somebody on stage and my ex just absolutely lost his mind saying that I was actively cheating on him, cheating on him while I was on stage. I couldn't believe I would embarrass him in this way. And like, it just was the most ridiculous thing I could have possibly imagined. I don't know if I'm like, if I should say this, but like the guy I was kissing is gay. His boyfriend was also in the show. There was just truly nothing romantic about it, but he did not see it that way. So bye boo. See yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. That's his Thank own you. issues. That's his own issues. Yeah. I yeah. think also we were saying, okay, he got on you. He got his uh, wishes granted. They took the sex scenes out. Apparently I have not seen the new season yet, but if a woman was to stand down and say, I don't want to have to do as many sex scenes, do you think that would be as, as listened to as he was? And then I also want to say, how did the story get out? Did he plant the story or did they plant the story? And why? Like, why even address it? Like, maybe people wouldn't have noticed there wasn't sex scenes or maybe they felt like they had to explain. He talked about it on a podcast. But the story so came prior to that, didn't it? Didn't I think he probably got ahead of it because it's probably going to be such a... If they're taking out all the sex... I mean, listen, I've watched one episode of the show. I don't know... I mean, one, one season of the show and I really liked it. And there was there, it was pretty peppered in with a lot of sex. Um, I don't know if it's changed in seasons since, but we'll see. I mean, I don't think they're taking them out. I think he asked for them to be reduced significantly. So. Yeah. I read that he, I think there's still a few and he's fully clothed in them. Okay. Well, so. I don't know. I did hear victory, the podcast talking about the same thing and uh, Kevin and Doug weighing in on how they would feel about you at Zulai and well, me. What did Kevin say? I wonder, please fill me in. They said, you know, it's part of the job and they just don't want to know about it. They're like, we don't, because they also were talking about, I think it was an episode of Entourage where they had someone playing a jealous boyfriend, I believe of Anna Ferris, maybe. And he was showing up on set, like during, during the sex scenes and making things really uncomfortable and got her fired. Or I don't remember exactly what happened. But they said they wouldn't want to know when you're filming it. They would just rather not know. And they don't want to watch it. Uh, But they just accept it's part of the job. So good to know. (laughs) Um, I think you have to be that way. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. Like, I I have so many people that are like, oh, did you see Matt in this? Did you see him? I don't, I don't, I don't really watch much of anything that he does. Even (laughs) sex scenes or not sex scenes, personally. (laughs) (laughs) But specifically the sex scenes, this soccer mom was just like, oh, and then he was doing this and then that. And then I was just like, I don't even want to know. Like, I honestly don't want to imagine it. It's hard for me sometimes to watch sex scenes of people. Like I said, I don't know. Like, can you imagine my husband? I think you just have to accept it. But you know, when you are that person, like I know people that have not made it because they're like, I cannot be married to an actor. I can't watch him or her do this and that, you know? And I get that. It's sort of when you meet somebody, you have to say, okay, they're this. Can I accept that thing about them and be able to be okay with it? And maybe you thought you could and you realized you couldn't. Like, I understand it's not for everybody. And I I myself would, you know, struggle. Like, I wouldn't want to know either, I guess, if it was... um, If Doug was making out with people on set. (laughs) I'm watching 
I'm watching. I'm like, how intensely is he kissing her? Oh, watching. Well, I would want to watch. Yeah. Just from a creative place. And I just from like an actor place and also just to check up and see what was really happening. To be like, I know that move. Or uh... like, let me see. Let me read the script. How was this written? And did you add shit to it? Oh, she's like, it didn't say to do that. (laughs) When did that happen? Say for you to, you know, the Jew was this like, did the director pull you aside and ask for this extraness or was that you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's definitely, I don't know. It's, it's tough, but it's a big part of the job. And I'm, you know, it's also funny because in my experience and I don't, I'm hoping no one of them are listening, but it's not like, I'm like, oh my God, I get to make out with him. You know, that's amazing. It's like, it's usually like my last uh, scene I had to make out with someone, he also was gay and he didn't want to be making out with me just as much as I didn't want to be making out with him, but it's part of the job and, (laughs) and it's what we had to do. So, uh, yeah, it's just. Has there been a time that Matt has had to turn something down because he didn't want to do it? Mm, I don't think he's turned much down. The only thing he has said is like the um, gay nude scenes. Mm -hmm. It's it's his body double. So he would not have done the white lotus scenes. No, Kevin would. So Kevin and I talked about this the other day. Stop. Yes, he would. We were watching. We were watching um, the Last of Us, and Pedro. Oh, I need to see that. And um, I am blanking on not Pedro Pascal, but there's two actors on in one episode that have like the whole episode is about this beautiful love story about these two men who come together post in in a post you know, crazy world and they're alone in this and they're gay and they have this, there's this beautiful entire episode dedicated to their story from the moment they met to the moment that they decided to essentially commit suicide together because the world has ended. And did you just give away the whole show? Yeah, but it's already been like, oh my God, I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Oh shit. Okay. Well, unhear this and I'll, I'll stop. But part it's so they have these beautiful love scenes and I'm like, babe, stop the show. And the show's great. If you're not watching this, uh, you know, the last of us, please. Now watch that it. you know what happens, just watch it. it. <laughs> one episode, And I'm not giving away the show because it's amazing. I pause, we pause and I'm like, babe, would you do this? And he, he looks at me. He's like, I would have to, this show's amazing. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kevin would be down, would be game if it was a great show like that. And I was really proud of him. I was like, yes, babe, you would have to, because I would make you. And because this is fucking creatively beautiful and it's a great show. It's a great story. And it's just such a, it's so good if you're not watching the last of us, but yeah, I was really shocked. Cause I was like, I want to see what he says. I'm like, babe, would you do this? He's like, I mean, it's intense. I mean, they're like, it's beautiful. It's intense and it's love. And it's like raw and in your face. And Kevin was like, yeah, babe, I would, I would, I would have to do this because it's a great show. And I was like, oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so I actually going back to the nudity thing and how that's changed, I think over the past 10 years when game of Thrones came out and they had some pretty crazy nude scenes, Yeah, but it was such a good show. I remember emailing, emailing my rep and saying, 
you know, I think now I would show my boobs for like Game of Thrones. And she goes, Sarah, everyone wants to be on that show. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> That's when I, all of a sudden I was like, maybe I would. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it also was just like Kevin doesn't isn't homophobic and it's not it, for him. It would just be about like the intimacy of that and like being and he's like artistically, it's beautiful. Yeah, I would have to do it. He's probably going to he's like, why are you talking about this? I'm like, looking behind. Is he here? Oh, <laughs> Kevin, we he love likes you. To eavesdrop in on our he doesn't listen to our episodes. I can guarantee you that. But he eavesdrops on these conversations when we're actively on. So if you're listening, do you know. They were talking about um on I think it was on Victory. Uh, what's his name? The hockey player that's uh, Sean Avery. Oh, Sean Avery, yeah. So I guess he's an actor now. And him and Kevin had the same audition. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I, I yes. Oh, okay. So then they were gonna run lines with each other to like practice, but then they ended up not doing that, but they ended up recording it separate. And then Kevin did something to like try to throw Sean off, like sent some like so he wore your extensions and sent him a photo wearing your extensions. Kevin, Kevin did something really messed up, man. I was like, You are not gonna do that to Sean Avery. He's like, I did it, it's done. And now he's gonna be thinking like he ended up telling him and it was fine, but Kevin threw on one of my multicolored fake fur jacket. <laughs> I put the extensions in his head. He like, <laughs> Can we see this photo? He has it, but I'll, I'll ask him for it. And he's like, babe, I, I'm going to throw him off because we have the same. And the audition was for uh, like a cocaine, cocaine out hotel dealer in Miami somewhere. So it kind of fit the bill for, for the character. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm sending this to Sean Avery to throw him off. We're auditioning for the same part. <laughs> I'm like, you are wrong. Wow. Cool. Kevin um, is ruthless. Ruthless. They both didn't get the part and he ended up telling <laughs> They shared each other's auditions with each other to like see how they each did it. I thought it was cute. Kevin killed that audition, but. Did you tape him? I did not tape him. Um, my friend is actually one of the producers and I, I threw in a little good word, but it didn't go his way. Oh, where does Kevin tape? Oh, wait, stock tip Dave, stock tip Dave. I remember that part of the story now. Stock tip Dave was his reader. Yes. Yep. yep. Why wouldn't he have you be his reader? Sarah, we've had this conversation in the past because we will fight and there will be no tape. Oh, even if he's. Oh, he's. If it, yeah, no. Okay. I would okay. have to basically be in servitude to him. And I also have opinions and words to say, and I'm not, we're just not doing that. We don't, we don't participate in those things in each other's but lives. you help break down the character at all? Like not, not read with him, <laughs> down with him at all. Cause I feel like as two actors that are together, I would think this would be the benefit of being. So would I. <laughs> I thought that with the writer creator, I was like, Ooh, I'll get all the inside tips. No. Nothing. All we do is just like bicker and fight. That's not the line. You don't know the lines. You got to hear, we got to find an episode where they're talking about taping us and their side of the story because they try to make it sound like we're the problem. We're not. No. <laughs> uh, Erica, you're amazing. You might have something figured out with that taping. Maybe we should all just tape with Erica, but you got to know your lines. You have to be off book. That's all. Damn. is <laughs> like, what? Oh, well, Erica, now when auditions, I don't know if you've seen this, Sarah, but because of this new self tape world that we're living in. Yeah. Casting directors are writing a big note on top of the side saying 
you do not have to memorize these lines. Stop. They are yeah. lines. It's not required that you memorize these lines. Obviously they secretly want you to, because it's like, they want to see what you're doing with it. And obviously you should be offline, but they're telling you one that you should, that you don't, it's not required for you to be off book. And two, that it's not required that you send in these amazingly, I read this article on SAG after the other day where there's been a lot of, you know, SAG is really pushing back on these self-tape kind of um, home movies standards, standards because they're like wanting this, they're wanting great lighting and great backgrounds and, and sound. And it's like, dude, we're like, we don't have, this is a soundproof room by, by design because there, there was a theater here, but people, I don't have a soundproof room, you know, like we. It, it's hard to submit a self tape that is up to the standard that people, when, when this first, this trend first started that they were requiring. And now they're kind of pushing back on that and saying, listen, send us a tape, just make sure we can see you clearly that there's like no background noise and that'll suffice, which I think is fucking great. Cause yeah, spending a lot of money. And it's like, you're asking actors that are already out of work to, mm-hmm dish out a hundred dollars per, per tape, per, per tape. And that's a lot of money. Like exactly. I'm, taping, I'm taping at home now. Yeah. And I, and I will say back when they were casting ramble on and I got to watch hundreds of tapes, it is true. It doesn't matter if you're in a professional studio or if you are at home, not amazing lighting and you're on zoom reading with your friend that what's going to matter is, are you the role? Are you a good actor? And that's it. So it didn't matter any of that other stuff. And I have to remind myself of that because I've also spent thousands of dollars on those self tapes, but sometimes it's easier to just go into a studio that, you know, you won't have any distractions, get it done. They edit it and it's done and they have a reader and everything you have to bother a friend. So I get that. I, it's like a, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, like the polar it's weird because more actors are getting more opportunity to submit because cast and directors are seeing a lot of tapes as to where before they were seeing 20 actors and now it's like hundreds of actors for a role. So what happens there is that naturally, because there's so many people, then the production value all of a sudden is important or so we think. And now they're telling us, don't worry about it, submit your tape and do a great job. And don't worry about the production value because we're not going to put so much importance on that. So I think that's really important for actors at home for us to understand that although the, although there is a lot more competition with self-tapes because they're seeing a lot more people. So the pool is l- relatively larger. Um, we don't need to compete with production value and just keep that in mind all we're doing is putting our best work on tape and putting it out there and hoping and you know the job that's yours is going to be yours so don't worry so much about all the things that you can't control like lighting and sound yeah but what is interesting is now that with COVID they don't really have casting offices anymore they're starting to come back in person for commercials but for theatrical like they're saying oh it'll probably never come back that cost that they're saving on are costing the actors. And that's unfortunate because it used to be, you would just go into the room and they had an office and you would do your audition and you would leave. And now that that's not there, you're having to make this decision. Do I pay to go tape this? Can I find one of my friends to give me their time to help me with this audition? Cause you need somebody to be a reader. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of unfortunate that that 
cost that they're saving is falling onto out of work actors. So I hopefully it'd be nice if maybe they can just do more zoom sessions, you know, like that's free and that could be an audition. And then there's something to be said for actors who like the fact that they can put their best foot forward by submitting a tape that they cater and that they, they, they curate and they have multiple chances to create the tape they want to send in. So it's like, there's all these little pros and cons to weigh, but I personally like a self tape and I like a zoom producer session if it's moving forward, but I like, I like, I am liking the self tape thing. I mean, there's more competition. Yes. But I think I, you know, I think that's just the nature of the business. So I'm okay with the odds there. Well, I think also what's hard is when you're going in person, that person, or even on zoom, they have to watch you. Like mm-hmm. this is live. They can't just all of a sudden be looking. I mean, some have just looked at your, their phone and been super rude, but they're in it with you. You're creating a relationship. You're getting to know that person. They give you notes. Um, oh, hey, I liked that. Let's do it this way. You don't get any of that with a self tape. You don't know. Was it watched? Did they watch three seconds and stop? Um, if they had a note, they can't tell you. They'd have to call you to, have to retape it for you to do it. So there is that disservice. Like I feel like since the self tapes, I don't have any relationships with casting anymore. My relationships with casting were before COVID back when I used to meet them in the room. Right. So that's hard. Did you ever, did you ever have an experience guys where you were in a, you went in for an audition and they did just that. Like, they're like, okay, um, you ready? I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, great. Pulled out their phone. They're like miming to somebody else in the room. It's so fucked up. That's happened yeah. to me so many times. And I, I remember like a long time ago, I mean, I don't remember the last time I was in a room auditioning, but cause it's been a long time, but I remember yeah. just being completely thrown off by that and just being so upset and being so angry and being so like, ah, I hate this is so wrong. And cause they're, it's rude and they do it a lot. <laughs> They're like, okay, yeah. are you ready? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, such and such is going to read with you. And then they're just like, you know, or they're on their computer, they'll glance at you. It's so crazy. Um, yeah. That's um, episode. Yeah. No, I had, uh, I had an audition where all the girls that came out were mad. This was a long time ago. And they said, she's on her phone. She was on the phone during the auditions, which I don't know how you have a conversation and you're the reader for a series regular. And I was like, oh man. So I kind of knew that going in and I got in there. And at the time I had been signed with Untitled, which is a huge, huge management company. It was when I was brand new. Um, And so every audition I went in for was like huge. I unfortunately didn't book any of them, but it was great opportunities. When she turned my resume over, she went, I have to call you back and hung up. And so then I actually got to do the audition and then I got to leave. And I told my manager that and he goes, of course she hung up that phone. If you had told us that she was on the phone, it'd be a big problem because obviously like they have a relationship with that office. And and so it's unfortunately that it matters who you're with for how much respect they're going to give you. Um, I also had another casting director. I was in this room. It was a 16 page pilot audition, 16 pages in person. There's maybe 20 to 30 of us in the waiting room. All blondes all look like me. I know half these girls. I'm waiting for an hour because it's so long. Finally, this assistant calls my name and he brings me back there and he goes, um, I don't see you on our list today. 
<gasps> and I said, oh, and I'm like, I can show you my audition on my email. He goes, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. So I pull it up and I show it to him. And so then he goes and gets the casting director and he's like, she has an email for the thing. And he's like, she's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. She's like, you're not on our list. Are you crashing this audition? <gasps> 16 pages. Why would I want to waste my time of memorizing 16 pages? But I look like everybody else there. And I know from half my friends that are there, it's not like only famous people were auditioning for this. People in my category with my level of resume were auditioning for this. But I was like crashing, so they thought. And they even called my manager in front of me to see if I was lying, that I wasn't crashing. So I'm just having to sit there through all this. And then she, and then he's like, well, what do you want to do with her? And she goes, fine, I'll just read her anyways. Are you ready? Let's go. So I had to go in and just kind of swallow all of it because I wanted to cry. Like, that's so embarrassing. And do my 16 page audition while this lady is just like staring at me. And then I finished and she goes, well, I'm really glad I read you because that was very good. And I was like, okay, thanks. But I, I didn't get a call back, but it was just like a nightmare. That is that's a mean, horror story. Brave. I would have probably been in the bathroom. I would have walked away. I, I wanted to cry. And then I called my manager mad. because I was like, I don't understand what happened. Like, are you guys crashing me? And I don't know. Cause I oh. had an appointment email. And she's like, no, I think it was a glitch or like something because you had a time. So I have no idea, but we're all on the same team. Um, they they just want to cast the job. We just want to get the job. And we just have to remember that, that, you know, everyone's just trying in this new post-COVA era to figure out what works and what doesn't. And so I think that the casting director that was trying to, this all started because she was trying to um, offer her space for money. Um and then that was a problem, but supposedly not for their projects. And then that sort of created this whole, um, a lot of actors put their foot down. They're like, this isn't fair. You guys are expecting too much from us. Um, but anyways, we segued off of sex. Into this has audition. been a great episode though. I feel like very informational and just getting things off of our chest. Yeah. Yeah. I have lots of audition horror stories and wins, but that's part of the job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I feel good. Awesome. Anything yeah. else? Erica, I'm excited for you to get some new audition stories coming up when you're out I of retirement. <laughs> Have fun. You're stepping right back into the fire. <laughs> I do remember spending hours in a waiting room with Erica for deal or no deal. Do you remember that? Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like we auditioned hours every, every season twice, two times. I, I went to the, I went to producers for that a million times. Wow. I don't think um, I had these. <laughs> oh, the boobs. <laughs> you got boobs. I want um, to ethnic. Oh, Sarah, before we clock out, I, uh, my sister had a message for you this morning. She's like, are you doing the podcast today? She's like, I want to yell at Sarah. I'm like, okay, why? Ooh. She said, tell Sarah to give her body some grace. I don't know what episode you were talking about, um, how much weight you gained and how much you've lost. And she's like, tell Sarah to give her body some grace. Her baby's three months old and she looks beautiful. And, and then she also said some other stuff about the hold that the patriarchy has on women overall, but we won't get into that. Cause that's a whole other episode. She's right. You look beautiful and oh, thanks. And you made a human and you look stunning. Thank you. I just am excited for my clothes to fit again soon, but 
<laughs> but be. no, but thank you. I know, I know it'll, it'll come off, but it is weird. Cause like you, um, embrace and kind of laugh at the weight you gain while pregnant. So it's like, Oh, cool. I'm getting the weight for the baby. And then the second the baby's out, you're like, Oh, I still weigh 20 pounds more than I normally do. So it is a weird thing to wrap your mind around, but it is because of the baby. And that's yeah. a good thing. At least I'm not like, oh my God, because I've had that before where I've gained weight. I'm like, I didn't even just have a baby. I have no excuse, you know? So, but I would like to work out more. I got to figure out my schedule and then I'll feel better. I'll feel strong. Get but thank strong. you. Yes. All right. This has been an episode of Entertain Her, talking about the entertainment business. I am Sarah Sanderson. I'm Erica Cedeno. Hey guys, I'm Zulai. Now and again, I apologize for the F-bombs. I got to clean up that. <laughs> I'll clean up my act for you guys. Love you. Bring them on. All right. Thank you so much. See you next week. Leave us a good review, please. Okay, bye.